I'm Carrie. And this is Curtis. Welcome to Money Affects Everything. These conversations are meant to discuss the many ways money affects every area of our life. Our goal is to help you change your perspective on money from being the pursuit to seeing money as a tool to fund the life that you want to live. Welcome everyone. Today, Curtis and I are going to talk about the dream of entrepreneurship. It's something that many of us daydream about thinking, wouldn't it be great to own our own business and uh, control our own destiny? And then, well, life gets in the way. And you, you sometimes put those dreams on the back burner for a long time. I know I did, um, but I, I finally did get up the courage to uh, put all the things in place that it took to, to start my own business. And uh, Curtis has recently done that as well. And uh, so Curtis, I didn't know if you wanted to start off with any of the, the challenges or the thrills that you felt with beginning your own business. Yeah, it's, it's been a great ride so far. But if we kind of step back and say, how does this work? How, how do you think about it? Um, I, I just go back to this, this framework uh, that the, what is it, uh, CFPB put together on financial well-being. And it's these, these four levels. And the first one is control over your day-to-day, month-to-month finances. The second one is basically having a little bit of money set aside to absorb a financial shock, dishwasher goes out. The third one is being on track for your financial goals. And the the fourth one is really a big piece of what what we're gonna be talking about over time is that financial freedom to make the choices that allow you to enjoy your life. And that's a really important starting point because what Carrie and I have both talked about offline, we'll probably talk a little bit more about uh, over the next few minutes, is we wanted to start with making sure that we had built enough of a cash cushion that we could absorb a financial shock, while also making sure that our financial goals from a retirement perspective were on track. And having that stability as the baseline gave us the the framework and the encouragement to say, all right, let's really focus on the life that we want to live and let's take that calculated risk to become an entrepreneur. How did you kind of work through that process or or thought process yourself? It took a long time. I was just hiking uh, with Mm -hmm. someone and I mentioned it was right by a stream that I had the vision of, of this business that, that I have opened. And they said, oh, well, when, when was that? And I thought, I think that was maybe three years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't want to tell everyone it takes three years to start your own business. However, if you're listening right now 
and you do think, oh, I really want to do that, you need to start taking steps as soon as possible. The first thing I did was a personal retreat, which might sound kind of funny, but businesses have been doing this. Uh, Amazing. Amazing. It's not funny. It's amazing. (laughs) Okay, good. It was on New Year's Eve. I went to a bed and breakfast and I, there was no TV, no distractions. I did have some books with me that inspired me like Michelle Obama's new book. And, Mm -hmm. um, but I, I just journaled and journaled and even did pictures and to get a feeling of, okay, how could this all come together? And that, that really kind of launched it for me. Then by happenstance, I met a coach and it's a personal coach and she had just quit her very high pressure nine to five to become a personal coach for women in the STEM fields, uh, specifically engineers. And I asked her, I said, well, I'm financial services and I really want to start my own business. Do you think you could help me? She said, absolutely. And what that did, it wasn't that she knew exactly how to start a business, but she knew how to discipline me to start writing down the elephant you know, to, to, to put on paper everything that needed to be done to start this business and, and start checking things off one by one by one. And um, so simultaneously, while I'm doing that, I'm also really digging into my personal budget mm-hmm. and just cutting things and cutting things, especially eating out um, the 500 channel cable bill and, um, you know, hiring everyone to do my yard work and that I could do. And so I really cut that budget down. So then that allowed me to save more money in my emergency fund to where I got to the point where when I looked at my monthly budget, multiplied Mm -hmm. it by 12, I'm like, you know what? I have enough where if I don't earn a single penny in this business, I could live for a year. And then that made me feel like, okay, I I think I can do this. Right. And, um, but it was a long journey. I will tell mm-hmm. you. How about for you, Curtis? Yeah. I, I think that's such an important concept is really that understanding enough. And that's, that's both a, a short-term piece here, which is how can you crush down the budget? But it's, it's also not necessarily always trying to be that limiting and saying just what is really enough for you? And uh, can you balance that with that control of your own destiny? Um, uh, think of, uh, there's a quote from Joseph Coughlin, uh, who's the founder and director of the MIT Age Lab. And he says, having money is great, but unless you have those additional services to enable you to live well, then that's not necessarily a good retirement. That's a subsistence retirement. And, and as I think about my entrepreneurial journey and not being really near retirement, but just taking that same type of concept and saying, what is this about for me? And I really think the, the phrase that I've really embraced is about time freedom. And it, it resonates for me. And I think for a lot of retirees, it's not necessarily that they don't want to work it's that they want more control over their schedule. They want that time freedom to be able to explore different things, to try out their different hobbies, to spend more time with the hobbies that they really enjoy. And this, this 
whole wave of or concept around entrepreneurship, I really think there's a new thing to kind of keep an eye on because if you look at the statistics, the most successful entrepreneurs are over 45. They're not in their 20s. It's the experienced people. And you, you can hear me say it now. Uh, if you follow me on social media, I'm sure you're going to see it, me say it there. I, I don't want to see another 40 under 40 list. I want to see the 70 over 70 list. And I, I think with the, the baby boomers in retirement, I, I think embracing this concept of time freedom and understanding enough uh, they have a lot to offer and a lot of enthusiasm and just understanding and a great network that's going to allow them to bring uh, new ventures to life. Um, and, you know, it, it again just comes back to the, the having that capacity to take the risk because you've built yourself up for being able to do it because you can absorb those financial shocks. And you know that at some level, it's okay if this isn't a big six-figure job and it, it, it is part-time. And I, I think that's just a different scaling type of mindset from where we're traditionally taught grow, 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 grow. Um, we can still deliver a lot of value uh, while accepting maybe a little bit less, um, if that makes sense at all. Oh, it does. It, it makes perfect sense. And I really heard you say about time. And I have said to people, I now consider time more valuable than money. Mm -hmm. And I get a lot of heads nodding. And they agree that life is, is not about just amassing a bunch of money. And I even feel for young people that say, oh, I'm going to strive to get that $500,000 home. And it's like, oh, I mean, I caution them. I said, so much comes with that from, you know, the expense of the landscaping to the high property taxes to uh, even getting it cleaned is going to be more expensive and, and all these, you know, do you really want to, you know, we used to say be house poor and that is, that is still a thing. And I do think uh, the baby boomers are realizing it, but like I'm Gen X. And mm -hmm. um, so some of us Gen Xers, we're realizing this. And I, I went through a divorce and it gave me also some perspective on, okay, if it's now just me and my cat, mm -hmm. I definitely need less to live on. And the more I simplify my life, and it, it's not so much as I can't spend the money. It's that I just want a simpler existence. And so some other Gen X people I know too, they want that time. And mm -hmm. so entrepreneurship might be that in between. So they're not exactly doing the fire movement of, you know, get, being able to save up half a million dollars by the time they're 40. It's more, okay, how can I get step off the rat race? Mm -hmm. do something I love to do and maybe not even have to do it full time, but make enough money to live and enjoy life and, and maybe even take weeks at a time off to travel. Or you don't even necessarily have to take the time off because like I bought a camper and I want to take some long trips and pull my camper, but mm -hmm. find Wi-Fi every where I can go every day, get work done. And then by four o'clock, when the market closes, I'm hiking 
somewhere new and beautiful. That's that's awesome. I, I, I really love that vision. And I, I think you hit on a really important concept that uh, comes from, uh, I forget the, the name of the author, but the book is Essentialism. And a big piece of it is less but better. And mm. trying to get towards what you're saying is let's let's take away some of this filler and really say, what are those things that are important to us? And let's spend the time on those to make those great. And I, I think that's really exactly what you've you've really recognized and tried to incorporate into what you're doing going forward is saying, I want to hike more often. I want that flexibility in my schedule. I want to do the things that I enjoy. And on the other side of that is there are things that you're giving up. That means you're not hanging out at, at lunches and going to happy hours. And you're, you're not trying to fill your schedule in that way that um, it, it can be beneficial for your career, uh, but is that the most important thing? And finding that right priority, I think, is really powerful of understanding your why makes the how so much more palatable. Oh, I agree. Yes, yes. And I, I do try to talk with clients about that. And I feel for the clients that are towards the end of their careers that are just, they're just working to, to bide their time till that day, then they can, they can retire. And instead, I, I love to talk to those that are in that their middle age or even younger. Okay. Right. How do you want to live? How do, mm -hmm. how do you want uh, your days to be filled and what, what kind of savings do we need to put in place so that you can make those come true? That's, a, that's such a great, great point. And I mean, it's the, the joy of being a, a financial advisor for people is really helping them see a potential future that's different from where they are today um, and helping them take those steps to really say, how do we get there? Um, and sometimes it takes years and other times it's, it's pretty quick to say, you're there. You can, you can make the change now. Um, yeah, I, I th think you, you're you're hitting on a, a really great point, and um, it, it's definitely something I enjoy uh, day to day, week to week, in those conversations. All right, this has been great. Thanks so much for talking about entrepreneurship, and we'll see everyone soon. Tuning in. Did you like what you heard? Are you ready to go make major changes to your financial situation? Stop. Please do not proceed yet. Go talk to the professionals in your life that help you make financial decisions. Whether that's your attorney, your financial advisor, your mortgage broker, the person up the street. The comments here today may or may not be applicable to you in your personal situation. This was not intended to be personal financial advice for you. But if you would like to talk one-on-one, -on -one, this is Carrie Cook, and I'm the proud owner of What About Us Financial. 
I utilize environmental, social, and governance investing to help you invest in a better world. You can find out more at whataboutusfinancial.com. That's whataboutusfinancial, all spelled out, dot com. This is Curtis. I run Quiet Wealth Management. I help retirees and working professionals execute independent solutions for their aspirations and personal circumstances. You can check out my personal website, curtisdaily.io, C-U-R-T-I-S-B-A-I-L-E-Y.io for more information. Thanks again for tuning in.